Welcome to Book Banter with me, your host, Diane Burkhart. I hope you will join me every Wednesday as we explore all things to do with, well, <laughs> books. Let's get on with our show today. Hello, my happy people. Today is May 11th, 2022. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have been following along with the podcast, you might have noticed there has been a name change. We have gone from Whatever Wednesdays with Burkhart Books to Book Banter with Diane Burkhart. I did this as part of an overall change in things that are going on with my website and, and just general writing business. I had always been writing from the beginning as Stephen Burkhart doing the Into the West Saga Serial Collection books, and everything was geared toward that Western historical fiction genre. But now that I'm coming out as the actual author, Diane Burkhart, and wanting to move forward and do a few other projects outside of that genre, I decided it was time to make a few changes and get things a bit more general so that it would cover a wider audience and start bringing in people who would want to read mysteries and sci-fi and paranormal and maybe a few, I don't know, true crime things, possibly. I mean, I do have a degree in forensic criminology and I specialized in profiling and sex crimes. So I have a lot of knowledge that I'd like to actually use someday. So a true crime novel isn't out of the question either. But since everything on my website had been tailored for a Western theme, I thought it was time to change that up, which is why we switched to Burkhart Books. And I'm starting to change up the blogs as well. If you've noticed recently, the Monday Movie Madness blog has changed to Manic Mondays, where it's general, what's going on with the book series, what I'm preparing to come next, and hopefully there will be some more sneak peeks and things like that for all of the book projects that I'm working on. Basically, I'm just trying to get everything more in line with the direction that I would like to go to in the future, which is making a viable career out of being a, well, a known author. (laughs) Today, I do have a little bit of good news. I have recently purchased a wonderful mic setup that's sitting here on my desk right now, but I'm not using the new one because I found my Mac computer does not have an inline for an external microphone. So I'm going to have to wait until my interface that I just recently purchased this weekend shows up so that I can hook the new microphone setup, which is fabulous. I'm going to post some photos Friday in the blog. But this setup is just amazing and it's going to work with the interface and I'm going to be able to do so much more with the sound quality. I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to have so much fun playing with these things. And once again, I do want to take just a moment to thank Mark Redman and my mother for donating to the Buy a Coffee to support the podcast. I guess you just call it an option on the website. Because of those donations, I was able to purchase the full mic setup and it saved the money that I have in my savings to be able to buy the interface. And what's great about this interface that I bought you can actually expand on it later. So if I want to get a little bit fancier, I can add a mix board later too. So there's all kinds of great things. I did a lot of research on this and finally came down to the one that I purchased. And I'm really looking forward to getting to play with all of these new gadgets. Now, one thing I do want to talk about too, I know those of you who actually read the Into the West Saga serial, you have been waiting for quite a while now for the final book, Into the West Family Ties. 
I hopped right on it whenever I was first getting ready to try and put this out for a Christmas book and got that first chapter written, no problem. And then everything just kind of stalled. And I sat down and started really looking at my behavior the last several months and what's been going on with my health and things like that. And I started to come to realize why I was procrastinating so hard, which I talked about in the last podcast. But this week, I've actually been sitting down and focusing on ways to get past those issues. And tonight I am joining here in like an hour, one of my writing groups that I'm a member of that I haven't been visiting like I used to. I was a regular member before and being in that group and bouncing ideas off each other had really fueled my imagination and kept me focused on writing. And the last several months I have not been going. So I thought that might be one thing that I can do right now to help me get going and finish this book because I am determined that it will be finished before the summer hits. And that's not very far off. (laughs) That is where we're at right now. I plan to do, since we're going to finish up reading Into the West, The Orphan Train today, I finally get that last little bit done. I've already done the reading. It's already edited. It's ready to go. I'm just going to slap it in on the end here. And then afterwards, I'm going to talk about something special that I'm going to do with all of these clips from Into the West, The Orphan Train that I've been reading at the end of all of these podcasts. So be sure to stick around until the very end and check out what's coming up. I would love to hear from you. What do you think my next project should be after I finish up the Into the West Saga serial? Which would you rather have me write? A cozy mystery? Something paranormal in nature? Maybe sci-fi? I have written a lot of vignettes in all of these different areas. And I really want to explore doing a full novel in one of them. So I would love to hear what you're interested in reading. You're always welcome to drop a comment through our drop a line page on burkhartbooks.com and give me your opinion. What would you like to see come next? In the meantime, I plan to have a sneak peek next week of Into the West Family Ties for you all. So be sure to check back for that. But now, let's finish up Into the West, The Orphan Train by Stephen Burkhart. Chapter 4 continued. Mrs. Kelly left the foundling home and walked over to the church. Once inside, she walked to the statue of Mary, lit a candle, and knelt in prayer. She asked Mary to bless her endeavor and to watch over Elizabeth and Connor, no matter what the outcome. When she returned to the home, Mrs. Kelly walked up to the desk where Sister Mary Bernard was working. Good morning, Sister, said Mrs. Kelly. She was trying to stay calm and seem natural. It wasn't easy. I was just coming back from saying prayers for our trip today when a man gave me this message for Sister Mary Claire. I'm afraid I have so much to do before we leave. Would you mind seeing that she gets it? Sister Mary Bernard smiled and took the note as she stood up from the desk. Not a problem, Mrs. Kelly. I'll take care of it right now. Mrs. Kelly had put her plan into action. Now she just had to wait to see if it would work. Until then, she was going to distract herself with preparations. Sometime later, Mrs. Kelly was on the stairs leading to the boys' hall, directing several of the older boys as they began to gather the luggage they would be taking with them today. As she was talking to Ian Summerholder, Mrs. Kelly saw Sister Mary Claire leaving the foundling home. Her plan was in play. 
Slowly, Mrs. Kelly made her way down the stairs and spent a few minutes talking to some of the boys as they organized the bags. After she was sure she had given Sister Mary Claire time to get a good distance from the home, she made her way to the desk where Sister Mary Bernard was once again working. "'I don't mean to bother you, Sister, but have you seen Sister Mary Claire? I have some paperwork I need her to sign before we leave today.' Mrs. Kelly hoped she sounded calmer than she felt. "'Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Kelly, but the note you gave me for her was from Mother Superior. She called her to St. Mark's Hospital to help with a pressing matter.' She will most likely not be back until late tonight, said Sister Mary Bernard. Mrs. Kelly let herself look as distressed as she was truly feeling, though not for the reason she was about to give. Oh, no! Do you think it's too late to catch her? I can have one of the boys run after her and try to fetch her back. I have to have her signature on release forms before we leave, said Mrs. Kelly, hoping she truly sounded panicked. "'Mrs. Kelly, I am sorry, but I'm sure Sister Mary Claire is too far away to catch by now,' replied Sister Mary Bernard. The sister looked so concerned, it made Mrs. Kelly feel a twinge of guilt for the deception, but it was for a good cause. Mrs. Kelly began wringing her hands as she paced in front of the desk. "'I just don't know what to do. It will be months before we're ready to take another trip like this. I don't want to leave children behind when they've worked so hard to get ready.' There has to be something we can do, Mrs. Kelly pleaded. Whose papers do you need signed? asked the sister. They are for Elizabeth McBride and her brother Connor. They have worked so hard to get ready for this trip. They have done everything Sister Mary Teresa and I have asked of them. They will be heartbroken if we have to leave them behind, said Mrs. Kelly. She hoped she was playing her part well. Sister Mary Bernard smiled a gentle smile and got up from her desk. She walked around to where Mrs. Kelly was pacing and stepped into her path. The sister had a serene expression as she reached out and took Mrs. Kelly's hands in hers. Calm yourself, Mrs. Kelly. Everything will be fine. I can sign the papers in her absence. As long as you and Sister Mary Teresa will both attest to the fact that the children are where they need to be in their teachings, I will be happy to approve their travel papers. Mrs. Kelly could hardly contain herself. Her plan was working perfectly. She hugged the sister and thanked her profusely, meaning every word she said. Then she hurried off to find Sister Mary Teresa. Within minutes, Mrs. Kelly was back at Sister Mary Bernard's desk with the other sister in tow and travel papers for Elizabeth and Connor ready to be signed. Before the ink could even dry, Mrs. Kelly went to the children to give them the good news. Now all they had to do was get everyone on the train before Sister Mary Claire returned and learned what she had done. Mrs. Kelly wanted to immediately gather all the children and rush to the train station. But the train wasn't leaving until later in the afternoon, and the children needed to eat and get their provisions the sisters had made for each of them for the coming trip. When the time finally came, Mrs. Kelly ushered all of the children into the waiting wagons that were to take them to the train station. Even as they were leaving the foundling home, she knew she would not relax until the train was pulling away from the platform. Mrs. Kelly couldn't shake the uneasy feeling she had. Looking around at the children in the wagon, she noticed Ian Summerholder was riding with her. Ian, I wonder if you could do me a great favor when we get to the train station, Mrs. Kelly asked. She looked at Father Davis, who was driving their wagon. She didn't want to let on too much in front of the father. She knew if her deception ever came to light, her job would be in jeopardy. 
Sure, Mrs. Kelly, I'm always happy to help. What can I do for you? replied Ian. You have been such a great help organizing everyone. I wonder if I could enlist you as my assistant and have you help supervise some of the children when we get to the station. We have so many who are going with us today, it's difficult for me to watch all of them. If I could give you a few of the travel permits and have you take those children with you to get on the train while I organize everyone else, I would greatly appreciate it. You would only have to look after five children, but it would be a huge help to me. Mrs. Kelly smiled at Ian as she watched him beam with pride at being asked to take on the task. Yes, ma'am, I would be honored, replied Ian. His smile continued to grow as a few of the other children in the wagon congratulated him on being given such a responsibility. Mrs. Kelly quickly went through all of the children's travel permits and found the five she was looking for. Elizabeth and Connor McBride, Carrie Adams, and Tonsi and Tucker Worth. Mrs. Kelly made sure those five were together in the second wagon. She gave the papers to Ian and told him where to meet the children as soon as they got to the station. Don't bother waiting for the rest of us, Ian. As soon as we get to the station, you go find your charges and get them on the train. I will find you after the train gets moving. Can you do that? Mrs. Kelly asked. I promise, Mrs. Kelly, I'll take care of them, he replied. Mrs. Kelly smiled at him and then turned to look out at the passing scenery. For a moment, she closed her eyes and said a prayer. She had a feeling if she could just get the children physically on the train, everything would be all right. She had done everything she could. It was all in God's hands now. When the wagons pulled up to the train station, Ian was true to his word. The minute their wagon came to a full stop, he took off to meet the children in the second wagon. Mrs. Kelly tried to keep an eye on Ian and his charges as she was doing her best to organize the rest of the children from the foundling home. The children from St. Mark's Foundling Hospital were already on the platform. When Mrs. Kelly ushered her own group toward the train, it made for quite a crowd. The aid workers from St. Mark's were busy with the men from the train company as they tried to get everyone cleared to board the train. Mrs. Kelly had seen Ian talking with someone from the train company. After he presented the man with their travel permits, Ian turned and searched the platform until he spotted Mrs. Kelly with the other children. He waved as he boarded the train with his group. She sighed with relief as she waved back, then ushered her own charges forward and waited their turn to be checked in. The orphan train was ready to leave. It hissed steam as it waited for the last of the children to board so they could head into the west in search of new homes. With luck and God's grace, they would find a better life than they had had in New York City. After they were finished with the women from St. Mark's, the men from the train company came to check in Mrs. Kelly and the rest of the group from the founding home. The men verified all of the paperwork and helped the smaller children with their bags. After all of the children were on the train, Mrs. Kelly was the only one left aboard. As she stood on the platform waiting for the conductor to stamp the last of her travel papers, she finally allowed herself to relax. They were going to make it. Or so, she thought. When the last paper was stamped, Mrs. Kelly turned around to board the train and came face to face with Sister Mary Clare. And this brings us to the end of Into the West, the Orphan Train. This saga continues in the second novella of this series, Into the West, A New Home. Please be sure to check out all of the books in this serial on my website, BurkhartBooks.com. 
You can find a link in the podcast description. They are also for sale through Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this story. If you would like to try listening to this audiobook again, I plan to piece together all of these reading bits from the end of my podcast into one beta version of an audiobook for Into the West, The Orphan Train, which will be available to listen to for free on the members-only page of my website. I will have a link for that also in the podcast description. It is absolutely free to join the members-only page, and you can quit at any time. There are no strings attached. Absolutely none. I hope to actually get the sample audiobook created this weekend and uploaded onto my website so that anybody can listen to the entire audiobook for free. Now, later on, whenever I get my professional audio equipment that I have recently ordered, I plan to redo this audiobook from beginning to end with the professional equipment and get a much better sound quality for the final version. This has all just been practice for me trying to learn how to do different voices and do the setups, but I do plan to do another final, more professional version of this later. That one will be for sale, but this sample beta version where I'm just learning how to do all of this stuff will be for free for Into the West, The Orphan Train, and only available through the members-only page of the website. The final professional version will be for sale on my website. And hopefully, sometime by the end of this summer, all of the audiobooks will be available. Keep your fingers crossed, people. I may need that. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. I'm so appreciative for all of you who check out these podcasts. Please let me know what you think. Be sure to check out my blogs, too, on Mondays and Fridays on my website, BurkhartBooks.com, and there will be a link for that also <laughs> in the description of this podcast. There's going to be a lot of links in there, obviously. Anyway, thank you all for being here. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. And now I will leave you to go forth and be happy. Mm-hmm.